Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Fiji marks one year since winning Olympic Sevens gold. Two former Masters golf champions touch down in the Pacific. And PNG qualifier for the Under-19 Cricket World Cup. But first, Samoa are talking up their chances of hosting the 2019 Pacific Games. While Tahiti remain optimistic, their proposed bid will gain government support. The 2007 and 1995 hosts are both vying with Guam for the right to stage the event in two years after Tonga pulled out because of a lack of government support. Samoa's Prime Minister Tuilepa Selele Malialinga Oi told Don Wiseman they were the first country to confirm their interest with the Pacific Games Council. I had personally written to the council to give that commitment as leader of the country. I asked that we would be interested to host the Pacific Games. You know, of course, uh, I always hold uh, sports as a major outlet for many of our unemployed youth. So sports is very dear to me. And I want to save the Games. Uh, But then uh, the Council, in its wisdom, decided to go through the normal process to give every member uh, the right to offer, which of course is right, correct. I heard that now only three countries are interested. But when putting those three countries together, inclusive of Samoa, I could say that we are ahead in the sense uh, that our uh, facilities are okay. You will remember that we hosted the Commonwealth Youth in 2015, December. So... You wouldn't have to spend any money? We would not have to spend so much money. At the same time, uh, we have already signed an agreement with uh, China for the upgrading of uh, sports fields that need further upgrading. And I could see that we uh, need to look again at the sports field where athletics uh, are held. And in any case, we are far ahead of any other island in the Pacific in terms of the suitability of its sports field to host the Games. How confident then are you that you will, it will be Samoa that's chosen over Tahiti or Guam? I am 99% confident. That's Samoa's Prime Minister Tuileapa Salele Malialinga Oi. Meanwhile, the president of Tahiti's Olympic Committee, Tauhiti Nana, says their hopes rest on the French Polynesian government committing their support. For the Olympic Committee and all the Federation of Tahiti, they all want to organize the Pacific Games on 2019. But Council of Pacific and the director, Andrew Minong, and the president, Vidya uh, Lakan, they come to Tahiti uh, this year and they know that we have everything to organize the Pacific Games. But maybe for two or three sports we have to work, but it's possible. 
That's why we wait for the meeting with the government to explain to the government that we, we could organize the, the Pacific Games and all the federations, they are ready to organize, but we need the support of the government, so we have to wait. And at this time, we wait for the meeting with the government to explain them. And after we wait, we wait what, when, what they decide. And I write a letter to the Council of Pastry Games to ask them if they can wait for one more month. That's why they said okay for uh, the they could wait up the end of the of this month. And after we 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 know if we the government wants to support or not. When we spoke last, you were still trying to arrange that meeting with the government. Um, so has that still not happened? Yes, we we wait we wait for the. Uh, uh, the, the president went to um, in, in the other country. They just uh, come back on the ninth of of this uh, this week. And I know we have games in the in in some islands. He went in the island, and I hope we we could uh, do a meeting with with him. Previously, the government did come out, or a spokesperson for the government did come out and say that they weren't going to fund the games. Though, so uh, are you having to try and change their minds from that original position for the for the games? Yes, um, there was. We wait. Uh, so, so when do you expect that meeting will take place? Yes, we 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 have a meeting with uh, a federation. And we we work for the meeting, and and we hope he he could uh, support. And that's why we just we just wait for the meeting, and we explain him that we can organize uh, ask uh, to organize the past three games with with uh, twenty two sports, but it depends on the government. We just have to wait. But has a date been confirmed for when the meeting with the government will take place? Oh no, no, no. Okay. We just call them and we wait. So, so and the... we, and they, I think they know that that if uh, on the, the end of this month he don't change, uh, he don't support, so it's okay for for them. We so it's okay. But uh, we really want to organize these games, so we wait decision of the government. Samoa have already got government support and they were the first to come out and say they wanted to host these games once Tonga withdrew. Uh, the Prime Minister has been very public and, and very, uh, I guess, forthright in his desire and commitment to hosting the games. He's also written a letter to the Games Council indicating the government's support. Um, are they the favourites? Would it be very hard to uh, convince someone to select Tahiti over Samoa, who have government support and seem to be already uh, a way down the line. No, for 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 Tahiti, uh, for the Olympic Committee and Federation, we hope the government could support. But if they don't support, I think the the Council of Pacific Games they have to support Guam or American Samoa. So no problem for for for, for me. No, it's okay. If uh, Guam or Samoa, maybe it's it's depend uh, the. Pacific Council, is, we don't decide for that. We just uh, work for Tahiti. We work for 2019 and 2023. The government was supporting. And now Tonga don't organize. So that's why my, my government has not agreed. The government has not agree if we just have two years for prepare. But if American Samoa and, Tong, and Guam uh, run for the Pacific Games... Uh, we just wait the decision of Pacific Council. That's the president of Tahiti's Olympic Committee, Tahiti Nana. Former Fiji Sevens coach Ben Ryan says the past year has flown by since winning gold at the Rio Olympics. 
Fiji thrashed Great Britain 43 points to 7 in the first ever Olympic Sevens final last August to win the country's first Summer Games medal. Ben Ryan says it was an incredible journey that he was grateful to be a part of. These days on social media you get your Facebook where you, you wake up and you suddenly get a memory that, that they want to, Facebook wants to share with you from a year ago. And I've been getting those regularly of videos of me getting on my plane to the training camp in Chile and various other ones. And in many ways it feels like a lifetime ago but at the same time that last 12 months has, has flown by. I've had everything's changed for me on a personal and professional level and for that team's almost been dismantled. So there's been a lot of change both with the Fiji team and, and with me. Some days it feels like it was yesterday and others it feels like it was somebody else that took them to win. With a year to reflect on that, which was the culmination, obviously, of a three-year goal of your time with Fiji Rugby. That was the objective, uh, can have all the talent in the world, uh, and you guys certainly didn't have all the resources in the world, but uh, you know, to actually get over the line and uh, achieve that goal is never easy. No, it isn't, and, and I think you know, we obviously knew that, that it, was a, it was a stretch goal, but like you said, we had the talent, and you know, I was very grateful to, to the Prime Minister in, the, in those last 18 months where he just made sure that everybody else stayed out of a business, I suppose, and let me get on with things. And when you're, you know, you're getting results, then everyone's happy. So it was, you know, and the, you know, the book's out in May, and there's lots of stories that people won't have read or or, or know about that we'll talk about. Uh, it was an incredible journey, and, and one I'm, I'm pretty grateful that I was part of. Roughly four years ago now, a little bit less than that, when you took charge of the Fiji team, could you ever imagine uh, three, four years down the line that not only would you have the World Series titles? the Olympic gold medal, yourself and, and Oscar and the team won, but both years would make it on to, to coins and notes in Fiji, of course. <laughs> Fijians and, and Islanders, I think once you gain their their love and, and, and you're loyal to them, you know, they show you huge amounts of love back and things like being given a chief and, and banknotes and coins, I suppose a, a testament to that. All the trouble we had in the first six months and everything that I had in that first couple of weeks, you still saw the talent and you still saw the opportunity and I I think even in those first few days, that's probably what kept me on the island. You know, I could see that we were going to assemble a team that was going to win world titles and could win Olympic gold medal. We just had to, you know, get all our ducks in a row, so to speak. That's the former Fiji Sevens coach, Ben Ryan. Three former Masters champions will tee off at the Fiji International Golf Tournament at Natandola Bay. Argentina's Angel Cabrera and Canada's Mike Weir are among the three major winners in the field, alongside local hero Vijay Singh. Speaking through a translator, Cabrera says he feels at home in the blustery Pacific conditions. Well, I actually uh, played a lot in Europe and uh, in Argentina, you know, also windy, windy places, so I played there for a long time. I like playing in the wind, so I, I don't think, uh, you know, that's going to be a problem if it blows. Mike Weir was persuaded to enter the Fiji International by Vijay Singh and says he's looking forward to a new experience. It's been a bucket list uh, item for uh, my youngest daughter for a long time and I've heard about a lot from playing many rounds with Vijay and, you know, it's just a beautiful place. Yeah, she has a little bucket list of things that she wants to, places she wants to visit. She loves to travel and this was one of them, so um, definitely want to make the trip. The course is starting to grow in nicely and the greens are rolling well and, you know, we got lucky today with not much wind. You know, yesterday was quite windy, and I hear it blows quite a bit here, and that will make the course difficult as the wind. But today, without wind, you know, you could shoot a good score out there. But I think with the wind, it'll be quite challenging. I think it's just a nice, solid, uh, you know, oceanside course. Um, it gives you lots of room 
uh, with the wind because the wind is such a factor. And I think, um, you know, they've done a nice job, you know, planning that strategy around the conditions. And that's what you, that's what a good designer does. And, and, a, and the mark of a good golf course is, you know, play to what, you know, uh, the conditions lay out there for you. So they've done a nice job with that. That's the Canadian golfer, Mike Weir. Papua New Guinea are through to their 8th Under-19 Cricket World Cup after dominating the regional qualifier in Apia. The Garamats made amends after losing out to Fiji two years ago. I spoke with the head coach Kila Pala prior to their final match against Vanuatu. I'm happy with the achievement the, the boys have done uh, in this tournament. Uh, it's always pleasing and pleasing and happy to, to get five wins after five games. And then the main thing for us is trying to to finish the tournament with a pinch with six wins. Yeah, and you, you probably didn't expect to have a, a day off, you know, because of the rain. You, you've still got to play that final match against uh, Vanuatu, so uh, you've already secured top spot. So is, is it easy or is it tricky to, to keep the focus of your players with that one game to go? It's funny to miss the game because of rain, uh, but then our main focus is to try and win six games, like I said. Uh, for us, now it's just going towards the future and, and that's in New Zealand, so how we conduct ourselves in the last game tomorrow, it will show whether we are good enough, focused enough to be in the when it's crucial when, when we're in New Zealand. Killer, as a coach, there's always things you want players to improve on, so where do you believe your team can, can still show some improvement? We need to improve in all aspects of our game, um, whether it's betting, bowling, or even fielding. So we've got areas to work on. Um, good to have a tournament like this, and then we'll see where, where our weakness areas are. But if someone wants to get back home, um, we will definitely work on betting and bowling for them. Because I guess you've had two extremes, you know, one innings you almost scored 300 and then uh, against Vanuatu the other day, you, you know, got bowled out pretty cheaply but uh, bowled well yourselves to, to get the win. So I guess, you know, consistency can be pretty important too. Yeah, definitely. Consistency is the key to, to winning games um, at, at this tournament. So for us, it's just working on small things. That's the Papua New Guinea under-19 cricket coach, Kila Pala. Defending champions Papua New Guinea will square off against the favourites New Zealand in the AFL International Cup men's final after contrasting victories in the final round of pool matches in Melbourne. The PNG Mosquitoes needed to win big against South Africa and duly delivered with an emphatic 113-4 win but still needed New Zealand to beat Ireland to confirm their place in a sixth consecutive grand final. A goal in the dying seconds gave New Zealand a last gasp 53-49 win, and PNG's tour manager Peter Harrison says their whole squad had their hearts in their mouth. I was actually talking to a couple of the Kiwi boys after the game today and said uh, thanks very much for you know doing the deal now we'll see you next Saturday and I, I think they sort of realised oh now we actually do have to play these guys so uh, no it was a it was a good game, and it was interesting. Um, today we we all we all sat down last night and worked out, did all our maths, and worked out really what we needed to win by. And um, and of course, America uh, played today and ended up um, you know, giving uh, France um, a, a pretty good walloping. So USA's percentage, you know, sort of climbed right up, and we just didn't have to win. We had to. We really had to clobber South Africa, so uh, I wouldn't say we. Well, we did what we needed to do. That's for sure. We we needed really 12 goals, and we got 16. But um, the way we were going, I thought we'd probably we could kick straight. 
he probably could have had upwards of maybe 20. But it was a terrific day, and I can say the excitement, the tension today was uh, unbelievable uh, in the PNG camp. You know, everyone knew what they had to do. No one really spoke about it. They just looked at one another and and went out and sort of executed it. And of course, your game was what 9:30 in the morning, and and then after you guys finished, or, or you know, you then had to sit there, I guess, on tender hooks and. And, and hope the other one, you know, fell your way. Well, that's right. I mean, as soon as we finished, I mean, we all sat around and and watched the uh, watch your game, watched the Kiwi game and, and the Irish game. And most people sitting around the ground were sort of um, astounded to watch all these PNG people barracking for New Zealand. <laughs> Every time New Zealand hit the front, um, you know, PNG people were going nuts everywhere. But you couldn't write a better script, to be quite honest. I mean, that New Zealand Island game was. Uh, a real clincher of a game. I mean, um, and then in the dying seconds, you know, to get that shot on goal and pinch the game from the Irish. I mean, from our perspective, you know, we just had our hearts in our mouth, you know, in the last sort of five minutes, four minutes of the game, just wondering which way it was going to go and needing New Zealand to win. And great day, great game of um, football today. And, you know, we went off and sat down and had a barbecue and watched the uh, women play against Pakistan. Another huge result for them in terms of uh, a cricket score, really, I guess, um, and and a, a bit of an all-Pacific final. You know, I guess it's a fifth-place playoff, but um, a, a final of sorts as well. And Fiji versus Papua New Guinea, a good little Melanesian rivalry there, and uh, you know, a, a chance to finish. Um, you know, what has been a, a tour of learnings uh, on, on a big note. It certainly is. I mean. I think for you know Pakistan, I mean putting it in perspective, I mean Pakistan is very, are very much a, a development squad, and you know they're still really learning the game, and you know they tried, and I mean look PNG are you know a little bit more a cut above that. So yeah, we were talking about the the Fiji game at the end. I was running into the CNG, uh, the Fiji uh, uh, players um, after the game and having a bit of a chat, and they were all in pretty good spirits. So. Um, yeah, look, I reckon it's fantastic that, you know, here we are, um, you know, playing Australian rules football and we're basically, you know, got all these sort of South Pacific, um, particularly with the grand final between the, uh, you know, the, the Kiwis and the, and the Mosquitoes. So, but um, back to the Flames, I mean, look, they really did, um, you know, they played really well and they, uh, they just did what they had to do. They just enjoyed their football. They were nice and relaxed and, and um, also executed a, a good game. So it was good for them because some of our players in the Flames that probably haven't had much of a run, um, you know, they also they just swapped the team, you know, the team around and everyone had a go and so they got their confidence up. So they'll probably need it for the, the hard-hitting uh, Fijians um, come Friday. So... I'm sure it'll be a uh, it'll be a very defensive game. Having said that, I mean as you know, Fiji are a great sort of rugby nation, um, and we do have a few um, rugby sevens players sort of floating through our flame squad. So it could be interesting to see how some of these wingers go with their uh, run and chase and tackle pressure. So uh, yeah, it could be interesting, interesting Friday and, and Saturday. That's Peter Harrison, and that is The World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.